it's Friday, December 3rd. I'm Daniel Williams, and this is the MGMA Week in Review, where each week we bring you some of the most important, interesting, and inspiring stories happening in healthcare leadership and medical practices today. We begin this week with an article on supply chains. Nearly a year after the first COVID-19 vaccine was given emergency authorization in the United States, months of tracking coronavirus variants and increasing caseloads are combining with pandemic-related supply chain issues to cause headaches for medical practice leaders. In recent months, medical practice leaders have noted that their spending on a range of supplies has grown even beyond the increased levels they experienced in 2020 during the early spikes in COVID-19 cases. For example, a box of nitrile exam gloves before the pandemic might have cost $5 a box. That price now is $23 a box. In a November 30th MGMA stat poll, only 30% of medical practices report difficulty securing adequate supplies, such as personal protective equipment, and that's compared to 70% that have had no such issues. The demand for PPE might be set to intensify and heightened COVID-19 case numbers and renewed government orders for masking indoors in many areas of the nation. Simultaneously, there are renewed concerns about the quality of some supplies being imported into the U.S. Several online retailers have become homes for fake or dysfunctional KN95 masks, as reported by the New York Times, that are not authorized for use in healthcare settings. Regardless of the cause, medical practice leaders who responded to the MGMA stat poll largely pointed to difficulty obtaining COVID-19 testing supplies, such as strips, as well as molecular testing supplies. Other items that medical practices reported as being difficult to obtain include medical gloves, masks, and gowns. As one practice leader told MGMA, COVID-19 case spikes are making it harder to obtain these basic PPE, similar to what practices experienced in 2020. Other items that are difficult to obtain include laboratory supplies, including testing reagents, injectables and IV fluids, durable medical equipment, such as crutches, a range of supplies made from plastic, and also computers, and accessories. These medical practices challenge with staffing shortages and myriad other issues as the pandemic continues face added burdens on time to call multiple suppliers to ensure they have sourced adequate quantities to continue delivering care. If you would like to become part of the healthcare discussion, sign up for MGMA STAT and make your voice heard in our weekly polls. Sign up by texting STAT to 33550 or visit mgma.com STAT. Polls will be sent to your phone via text message. Our next article looks 
Vaccine Mandates Must employers follow Biden's vaccine mandates? This article first appeared in AP News. Millions of healthcare workers across the U.S. were supposed to have their first dose of a COVID-19 vaccine by Monday, December 6th, under a mandate issued by President Joe Biden's administration. Thanks to legal challenges, they won't have to worry about it, at least for now. The same goes for a January 4th deadline set by the administration for businesses with at least 100 employees to ensure their workers are vaccinated or tested weekly for the virus. Judges responding to lawsuits brought by Republican-led states, businesses, and other opponents have blocked some of Biden's most sweeping initiatives intended to drive up vaccination rates. Numerous other legal challenges are pending, contesting the Democratic president's vaccine requirements for federal employees and contractors and members of the military, as well as mask requirements for people using public transportation. So let's take a deeper look at healthcare workers. What would a mandate do? Under a rule published by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid on November 5th, a wide range of healthcare providers that receive federal Medicare or Medicaid funding were to require workers to receive the first dose of a COVID-19 vaccine by December 6th and be fully vaccinated by January 4th. The rule would affect more than 17 million workers in about 76,000 healthcare facilities and home healthcare providers. Who's challenging it? The rule was challenged in four separate lawsuits filed by Republican-led states, mostly in groups. Florida and Texas mounted their own challenges. The states argued that there were no grounds for an emergency rule, that CMS had no clear legal authority to issue the mandate, and that the rule infringes on states' responsibilities. So where does it stand? The rule is on hold. A Missouri-based federal judge issued a preliminary injunction Monday, barring its enforcement in 10 states that it originally sued. The next day, a Louisiana-based federal judge also issued a preliminary injunction, barring enforcement in the rest of the states. So what's next? Both court rulings are being appealed by the Biden administration. The case filed in Missouri is being considered by the St. Louis-based 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. The case filed in Louisiana, which was brought by a coalition of 14 states, is being considered by the 5th Circuit. So far, there's been no move to consolidate the challenges in a single court. To keep up with the latest in regulatory news, go to mgma.com advocacy. Also, you might be interested in attending the member-exclusive webinar led by MGMA's Government Affairs team. It's going to be Tuesday, December 7th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Go to mgma.com events for more information or click on the link in the show notes of this podcast to register. I'll leave you this week with an article on leadership becoming a more humane leader. This article first appeared in the Harvard Business Review. Compassion at its root is a desire to see others happy and a readiness to take action to help it happen.
This is basically an expression of the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. The golden rule is a helpful step for putting wise compassion in action since it requires the consideration of another person's point of view. When we are able to put ourselves in the other person's shoes, we can take a fresh look at a challenging situation. We can take a moment to recognize that we have one view of the situation, but things may and probably do look very different from another person's perspective. Although putting yourself in another person's shoes is good for reflection, it is important to avoid thinking you know what the other person is feeling or experiencing. This is especially true in today's increasingly diverse work environment. We need to balance putting ourselves in someone else's shoes with not assuming we understand their reality, which requires good listening. And finally, when we practice wise compassion by bringing more of our humanity to our leadership, we can create a culture in which others increase their focus on real human connections. As leaders, we should never underestimate the impact we have on people. We have the power to control their livelihood. We have power over the work they do. And we have power over how they feel treated. This is a huge responsibility. This makes it of the utmost importance to do the hard work of leadership in a human way so that we can be more successful in positively impacting people's work experience their sense of commitment, and their job performance. Keep up with the latest industry news by subscribing to the MGMA Insights Newsletter at mgma.com slash insights newsletter. If you have a healthcare story you want to share with us, email us at podcast at mgma.com. This has been the MGMA Week in Review. I'm Daniel Williams. Thanks, and have a great weekend.